Hi everyone, we are back with another episode of Unscripted Her. We have been talking about parenting during this uh, pandemic and during this coronavirus. And today we're going to continue that conversation on parenting, but we're going to start talking about teaching and educating our children. We had touched on that before in the previous episode, but I'm so excited because I have an expert here with me, a very close friend of mine, Ms. Dondra Renee. Dondra is a veteran, so thank you for your service. She is an entrepreneur. She is an educator and a teacher, and she'll talk more about that in terms of the grades she teaches and what she does there. And her most important job is, of course, parenting three amazing children, three, all three in school. Uh, Two of them are close in age to my eldest there. So we're just excited because she is going to share with us some insights, some real world insights from being in the classroom, from doing virtual learning to teaching our kids and teaching her kids to bringing in aspects of dealing with co-parenting in this situation. There's so many dynamics and policy and the finances and all that. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let her (laughs) introduce herself to our family out there. And then we're just going to vibe it out. Oh, I forgot to say this. So y'all know during this pandemic, we are having to shoot whenever we can, wherever we can, making sure that we do social distancing before we meet with people, make sure that we quarantine, taking all the necessary steps. So tonight, y'all, we're shooting, I'd like to call our midnight version. We are working moms, so we've got our mugs. Cheers to that. Uh, We've got our blankets. The kids are finally asleep. Actually, I think some of them, two of them might be awake upstairs, but... (laughs) <laughs> Two of them are asleep down here, so that's awesome. One's over there in that couch, actually. <laughs> He's knocked out. So uh, we do what we can. You know, we hear you. We work, too. We're parents, this too. This is life. So, you know, we don't really have the glam. It's funny. I put on an earring, you know, and then <laughs> grabbed my hoodie. So real-world problems. Yeah. So excuse me, you're tired, but, uh, you know, we're all just doing what we can. Just trying to survive. We are trying to survive and make it. So, and help each other out along the way. So, Dondra, why don't you introduce yourself, and then we'll just start our discussion. Hi, guys. So, as my sis said, my name is Dondra Renee. I'm so excited uh, to be here to speak with you and give you just my perspective um, as far as being an educator. I am no way um, the the know-all. I believe that um, this is just my perspective, my opinion, based off of my experience. Um and just what I think is in no way the right answer. And so we're going to get into that more as we go into the discussion. But I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to share my knowledge and my um, my opinion on the, 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 t- the topic. Yes. And thank you, too, for just coming to be with us. If you're liking the video, if you have any questions, please put some comments in there. You can also message us on any of our social media channels, Unscripted Her, um, and reach out to us. And we will get uh, questions out to Dondra, and we will get you answers back. Most definitely. So let's talk about it, because she and I have been talking. She's like, oh, I thought I was coming to visit family. And I sat her down, and I was like, girl, we got to chat. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Let's get into it. She thought she was coming to visit, and I was like, girl... 
<gasps> what do we do? What are we going on? So let's back it up, back it up, back it up. Yeah. Okay, so you're a teacher. Yeah. You're in the classroom. Yeah. What grade do you teach? I teach fifth grade um, reading, writing, and social studies in uh, Houston, Texas. Um, okay, so you're teaching fifth grade, critical, right before they go into middle school. You're teaching yeah. in one of the largest um, districts. It's probably very diverse. Yeah. I can imagine you probably have um, people who speak English as a second language yeah. as well, that dynamic going on. And you're in the classroom. Well, what happened? Because I'll tell you from my perspective, I was watching and I was like, oh, this doesn't look good. This isn't good. And then it was, okay, school's canceled. We'll come back in two weeks. Yeah. And then March 16th, boom, it's like the goblin dropped and we're done. Yeah. So what happened to you just being in the classroom and you're teaching? So it was strange because what happened was we were actually on spring break. So we were on spring break and I believe it was like that Tuesday and um, this happened. Oh, schools are closed down. So it's like, oh, you know, we're going to extend the, the spring break. We did not think that this was going to go on, you know, for the remainder of the school year. And so we get this email. Hey, you know, spring break is going to be extended a week. So, OK, no problem. But of course, you know, me being the super teacher that I am, I called my partner teacher. He teaches math and science. And so I'm like, hey, we're going to start doing online because I also have a business and I use Zoom for my online and to do, you know, different things. And so I was like, I'm going to just do online for this week. Mm -hmm. So I started day one teaching online before the district actually put out that we needed to do online teaching. Still, I thought it was only going to be for that like week or two. I didn't know that it was going to be um, so long. So I didn't know that it was going to be, you know, so long. Mm -hmm. And so we were, we start, we reach out to our parents. And so we're doing the online thing. We're doing the online. And then we get a second email about a weekend. Okay, now it's mandatory. Everyone's going to start doing online teaching. You have to do this. Here are the credentials. Here's what it's going to look like. We're going to do um, virtual learning until the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is happening? And so here we were. We had to reach out to parents. We were calling every week, trying to get parents in communication. So our school district is one-to-one. And what that means is middle school to high school, every child already has a laptop mm-hmm. that they take home. And so that was great for our school district. But of course, the elementary kids, they didn't have a laptop. So it was just that whole dynamics as a fifth grade teacher of making sure every child had um, some type of device. Did you? Did you as a teacher had to make sure everybody in your class had a laptop? I had to check in to make sure to, to check with parents to say, hey, how many laptops are in your home? Is this child able to get on a laptop? Okay, so yeah, so I did not have to um, to provide that laptop, but I had to communicate with parents. And then, so when we set up set up our schedule for what time we were going to have class, we had to make sure that it was um, conducive to the time that the child was able to use the laptop in the home mm-hmm. or the cell phone or whatever they were using. Mm-hmm. So it was a challenge. Yeah, oh I have gosh. so many. I want to hear your perspective because I'll say from our end. You know, it was clear, like, the teachers were doing the best that they could, but, like, how much time did they have to really prepare for Zoom? 
was it really you guys having to do it on your own with the support of like your principal but you were setting up the zoom like you didn't have an it person or anything like that like you're doing it on your own and you yourself are reaching out to all your teachers like all that fell on you yeah so it was not a training like i said i um i have my own business so i was familiar with zoom but there were some teachers that were not familiar with that and there was no training it was just this is the format that we're using I believe they sent out like a video of this is how, you know, to use the video, but you have to just figure it out. You have to figure out how to teach virtually, how to get students involved, how to get parents involved, how to communicate with your, your, your you know, your coworkers through. We have to just figure it out. It was like teaching in a crisis. Like this is what's happening, Ooh. you know, figure out how, how to make it work. Teaching in a crisis. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I, I can only imagine. So... All right, so you're teaching it. How do you think it went? Like, what, what, to me, I can only speak from our end. It was like this, we're struggling here. Yeah. You know, there were some aspects of it that were good, but, like, you know, making sure all the kids were, like you said, raising your hand. From your perspective, were you just like, this is not working, or were you like, okay, there were some aspects of this that. So I had to realize that we were not in the classroom, that this was online. There were a lot of different dynamics that was happening there was a lot happening in my home there was a lot happening you know with each end of okay, we're gonna talk about to, that yeah. I'm like, how are you doing that and then you have i know right crazy um i have 42 students so i would do a morning session um and then like an afternoon or, session are they in one class or two different two ones? different classes okay and so I would have 24, you know, at one time in one class. And so I had to take into consideration what was happening inside of their home. And so it was some days where I would get on there. Guys, let's just talk. Like, let's just take away the academics. How are you doing? How are you handling this? What, you know, how are you feeling today? Let's journal. Let's just journal. Like, let's just write. You know, I love maps. Love, love, love maps. And so I would, I had a map in my background, and I call it Map Talk. And I would tell them, let's talk about the maps. You know, what's, if you can travel anywhere right now, where would you go and why? Oh, like what's that. the climate there? What's, you know, just, mm -hmm. it was just getting them involved and still making it educational, but taking away the pressure. Because this was new taking for all of us. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. I like that, because that was one thing I was feeling a lot, you know, watching the, the virtual teaching was just a lot of, just a lot of pressure yeah. all around. And I think that's because no one had the right answers. Like, am I going to get in trouble if I don't do it this way or if I don't do it this way? And mm -hmm. so no one knew what was the right way. You kind of had to just figure it out. What was working for your students? And so because I had already built that rapport with my students, with their parents, I knew what was going to work for them. Mm -hmm. And it was for me to remain who I was as a teacher. And it was so crazy. Um, I would always, because we had, we have state testing, as I'm sure you guys do in your state, the state testing was coming up within three weeks. Mm -hmm. And that was before they, you know, said we weren't going to do the testing. Before that, I would always tell my students, this is not about the test. You know, I want you to, to grasp what I'm teaching you. Mm -hmm. This is not about the test. And so when we came into this world of virtual learning, I told them, I said, guys, this is my moment to prove what I said. I have to teach oh, you beyond good. just trying to get you to pass the test. Mm, that's good. That's good. So what did you, I know for our situation, we had three Zoom calls per mm -hmm. week, which I'll be honest, that's a lot for parents. Mm -hmm. You know, it was time to prep for those calls and all of that. What is that what you all did too, the, several a week? And then I didn't even know my friend said that her um, teacher 
they taped there so the kids could go back and ours we didn't they didn't tape ours yeah. so ours was like you better be on this call yeah. and if you're not then your kid misses out so something that my partner and teacher and I did was that we surveyed the parents first hey what works for you in your home and then we built our schedule based on what the majority of the parents what was going to work and so we had That's our good, and we would meet with parents tip. on zoom um twice um twice a month and so mm-hmm. hey this is what's going these are our norms this is the lesson plans for the the next two weeks what do you think and we would get their feedback and we would move forward like that and so um like i said we have 42 so half of them would be with me in the morning doing reading and writing and social studies half would be with him doing science and math and then we would flip-flop just like we would do in the classroom mm-hmm. and then that second half would go in on his zoom calls and then with me, and we only did um, three times a week Okay. for our Zooms. And it was different every day. It wasn't, you know, the same thing. Okay. I like, though, that you said something. I mean, it seems a lot to have to get feedback. I mean, mm-hmm. like for our plan in our district, they did a survey. They came up with a draft plan. They're going to tell us tomorrow, and then we're going to react by comments. But then I, that step afterwards, it, it seems a lot, but I, I think that's a really good, like, tip for our educators out there you know, that piece of once, okay, it has been established, reaching out to your class and collecting information to at least do what's best. Because I know with my youngest, with his learning center, they did that. They sent a survey out and they said, what time works for you? What, and, you know, I guess I hadn't thought about whether that was feasible in a public school setting, but it seems like you're in a, in a larger district than I know um, my eldest is in. I think that's just a really good tip. So let's, Mm -hmm. Let's segue into balancing this all. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. I know. I, you know, I'm working from home, and then you know, I, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed that I have um, typically a mother that comes in and helps out, um, or it's just me, and we just, you know, yeah. or my husband's here, and he's really, really active. So very, very blessed. Um, but I want to talk about it from you and as being a teacher because I just don't think our teachers get enough credit. So here you are a teacher, but you're also a mother. You are teaching our kids who are homeschooled while your kids are being homeschooled. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right? So I'm sitting here, I gotta homeschool my kids. But then what if I was like teaching somebody else while they were being homeschooled? How and you have three different grades yep. going on. <laughs> yeah. How did you do that? How I don't know. I'm crazy. No, really. And so um, I had real conversations with my kids. Hey, this is what's happening. This is the new normal. We sat down together. We created a schedule of what was going to work. And we went from there. We followed the schedule. I would be in one room. My son would be in the kitchen. My two little ones would be upstairs, you know, on their Zoom. And then I said, if you have any questions or you don't understand something, this is the time later that we're going to go back and we're going to work on that. So when they were in their class time, it was just like when you're at school. I'm not in your classroom with you. If you have a question, you're going to have to direct it to your teacher. And I'll come to you later and talk about whatever you did for that Mm -hmm. day. So I didn't interrupt them while they were in class, and I didn't allow them. My house was silent during the day, all day, because we were all, we had different times that we were on our our zooms and so it was no noise in my house it was just completely silent and so I think it was like six o'clock we would come together and we would talk and then we would like play games or something mm-hmm. while as we ate dinner and then we would talk about okay what do you need help with you know mm-hmm. with the lesson so that's how it worked for us just 
creating a schedule and we followed it. We did not, you know, divert mm-hmm. from a schedule. We were strict about the schedule. Very good. Um, sounds funny. I'm like, she is such a teacher, which is a good thing. We <laughs> all can use a little teacher in us. I hear you. Um, I know we were, we had a schedule as well. I, I will say this though. I know because I have neighbors whose children are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. They may be special needs or they, uh, they may be children with disabilities. That may not always be the case. Right. That you always have um, that schedule. So I just want to say that to all our viewers, you know, what worked for her and what may work for maybe the uh, many children, you can take elements of that to apply to what works for you. Yeah. In no way are we saying, you know, this works for every child at every home because mm-hmm. we know every child, every home is differently. And we know that children who maybe they have, um, an IEP plan or, you know, they may be taken out in smaller groups or yeah. they may have require their information to be chunked or however they may have special ways of how they're being taught. Uh, that puts a, another strain on it um, in terms of dealing with that. And I think that is another piece that we'll, we'll definitely going to have to address um, at a later time. But understand that we know that that piece of it is just as important as yeah and actually that's coming up it's interesting into this debate of in school versus out of school because one of the reasons I hear parents advocating having to make that critical choice of saying you know what if they open up send my child it's not because they want to work yeah we all want to work it's not that it's because their child needs special interventions that they cannot they're not trained or equipped to do at the house and that is something that we really should be paying attention to, especially in, in this policy space. Uh, speaking of homes, every home is different. And, you know, I know you and I both, we have co-parenting mm-hmm. arrangements. And, you know, I think it's something like 30% of our children are living in homes uh, with a parent that's unmarried. Mm-hmm. So, and it's funny, I've been reading a bunch of studies and I don't have it on me, but message me on and get it out there but there's a lot of studies that actually show that black fathers are the active the most active type of parent Mm -hmm. I I think it was a CDC study it was a CDC study and they said that one of the ways that they captured black father involvement was actually doing homework in school but I I say I like to say that's another dynamic that's been exposed during this crisis besides you'll, you'll hear people saying um you know, uh, Linda, uh, on our, from our unscripted, her fam, she's a family attorney. And one of the questions she gets is, do I have to follow my custody order during the COVID-19 crisis? Mm. Because I think, you know, switching back and forth is not safe or healthier. They should just be with one parent. I'm not going to have that discussion. She can have that discussion. Mm-hmm. But what I will talk about is having parallel parenting or two different homes and now you're homeschooling. Yeah. And setting up that rhythm where one family may teach this way, another family will teach another way. And just that dynamic that it introduces them and also the stress that puts on teachers. Yeah. Because and teachers are already, you know, they're used to dealing with the children because a lot of our children now yeah. are in blended families, single moms, etc. 26% of children are in single family homes. Yeah. A bunch are in you know, uh, homes where there's two very active parents so that they don't live together, etc. So how are you, you know, coping with that? I would first say as a teacher perspective and dealing with 
children that are in, you know, blended homes? So for me, um, to just go back, um, I think that parent involvement and the child's success in academics goes hand in hand. So I think it goes back to making sure that as an educator, as a teacher, you communicate with parents. Okay, what is the lifestyle in your home? What, you know, who's in your home? Is a child, you know, spending, because we experienced that, you know, during this crisis teaching where it was some parents that were still working. And so there were kids that had to go and stay at, you know, their dad's house or go and stay at grandmother's house. And so it was like, trying to figure out, you know, okay, where are they at and what's going on? And so, again, I think it just goes back to, as an educator, communicating with the parent on record. What is this going to, what is this virtual learning? What is it going to look like in your home? How can I help? Mm-hmm. What are the boundaries? What are the yeses? What are the noes? Mm-hmm. And just communicating with the parents to find out what their expectation is as far as involvement with both parents Mm -hmm. when it comes to the virtual learning. And I know that when we were doing the virtual learning, and I don't know if you guys did it the same way, we wouldn't allow parents in during the Zoom meeting. So it was definitely just like a classroom. Was that a discussion you had with your... That was a discussion I had with my partner teacher and with the parents. You guys are not allowed, you know, if the sound is not working, we said we, we went over these norms. It was the procedure. Mm-hmm. Your child would turn the camera off, turn the sound off, and then you guys figure it out. So you're an overachiever. Cause yeah, I'm you like, do not you. walk up and just start fixing your child's You had no. a discussion in advance, like, here are the norms, here, yeah. you sound, yeah, you can tell you're on a business, but <laughs> I, I love that, um, that you did that, because I think just, again, some ways of how we can learn and grow. You know, I will share that that wasn't done in my situation, although the teacher did a phenomenal job. And I can only imagine, like, she, she is an incredible teacher, and I'm so grateful um, that he has her. But she may not have had the time. I don't know, you know, what the dynamics are. She's a mom, too. But, you know, I think taking supporting our teachers to give them the time to do that, you yeah. know, is really really great um or, or maybe appointing a, like a mom like a classroom yep. mom yeah say hey you're the or classroom dad yeah hey classroom dad your job is whatever or me i'm active in the pta maybe yeah. the pta like all us pta officers you know yeah. we we take i'll take the third grade and i'll just you know i volunteer to you know serve my pta yeah. anyways maybe um you give me lots of ideas to yeah. share. So. And so I think that that was just the biggest thing, just um, going over those norms of what it needed to look like. Because, again, this was new for everyone. No one knew what to do. And I think that just speaking to educators, don't be afraid to ask for help. If you don't understand, if it, and if it's not working, stop. That's like the biggest thing. Like sometimes people are like, well, I was trying this for a week and it didn't work. Well, why did you keep doing it? You know, if it's not working, stop, try something else. Or if you're constantly saying that you're getting interrupted, stop it and do something else. Figure out what works and don't be afraid. I am a a question asker. I'm going to ask a question. If I don't understand, I'm going to ask a question. And it's not a, you know, that you're not smart or you don't understand. No one, this, this was new for everyone. And so as an educator, as a parent, if it's not working for you, if you can't figure it out, you don't know, you know, if you're not a technology person, because I'm not, um, 
ask ask for help. Reach out to your teacher, you know, maybe another parent that is yeah. phenomenal with it. Like, hey, can our kids come together and do this Zoom? Mm-hmm. You know, if they're in the same grade or same class or whatever. Or, hey, can you give me a class on this and show me how, you know, how to set this up or what it yeah. looks like? So just ask for help. That's yeah, the biggest thing. You said something, too, that I think works for parents as well. Like, if it's not working try something else because even with zoom it took a rhythm you know in our household to get the right way you know to Mm -hmm. do zoom class and you know we had to switch it up and i found certain things that worked really well and certain things that didn't work well my husband did too so i think it's really important to do that and give yourself the grace like it is okay we are all i mean this is we we weren't prepared for this it should have been we're going to talk about that second Mm -hmm. but um you know give each other grace in the space because we're all just trying to figure it out together at the end of the day 